Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 91 of Hold the Applause. My name is Matt. I'm one of the hosts. Tony, are you there? Matt, I'm here. What's going on? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Um, Let's see. Yesterday, North Carolina lost, so they I had them in the finals. So that sucked. Um, they got killed, too. I didn't even know that, honestly. I've I've been so absent I, from I've been March Madness. The, uh... <laughs> from, from March yeah, Madness, I, did I a haven't bracket. even paid attention. <clears throat> I did a bracket just for fun. You know, nothing crazy. Just sure. a few of us just bragging rights. Um, and I have Duke in North Carolina in the finals. They lost yesterday. So... I know you have no idea, but today the Elite Eight starts, so it's Gonzaga. Um, forget who they're playing. I think they're playing Purdue, and uh, Virginia's playing uh, somebody. I don't know. One one versus three, one versus three. I know this. I just can't remember it right now, but fuck it. You know, I did. I do have somewhat of an idea, because I know Duke barely won yesterday. I just didn't know North Carolina lost. I, I They lost by like part. 15 points, dude. Who beat him? Auburn. Auburn's on fire. Wow. Yeah. That's that's insane. I'm very surprised. Um, and then also, I don't know why the Dodgers and D-backs felt the need to play a 13-inning, six hours, and five-minute <laughs> game uh, on the second game of the season. And you know me, I watched, well, I got home at around 8 o'clock last night. So I got home in the fourth inning, and I sat there and watched every inning of it. Uh, and the Dodgers lost on like in the 13th on like a bloop single. So that was my Friday. Yeah, I feel like the D-backs always have games like that. At least one or two each year where they play so long. And uh, they usually win those games. Yeah, yeah. And they were on the road last night too. A lot of times in those long-ass games, the home team wins just because they're the last ones to bat. But not last night. Right. Um, so we are we're not going to talk about any of that for our episode today. We're going to talk about WrestleMania 35. We are one we're eight days away um, and really just the lead up what we're excited about. Maybe, you know, the weekend in general, because I know we have takeover on Friday. Um, but one thing I wanted to touch on, Tony, is Jenna and I have started eating better really we went back to the whole 30 diet quote unquote um because it's just you know what we knew from before i think you might remember we were doing that uh yeah. maybe year two years ago no um, i remember yeah she'd meal prep she'd meal prep everything <clears throat> right and uh really just to you know lose a few extra lbs and maybe feel like you have more energy that always helps especially when you know, we're not getting a ton of sleep depending on how Jack sleeps. Um, and it's 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 easier this time, but it's not easy, you know, to to find things to eat and to get used to a different diet. It's been about a week and it's it hasn't been bad. But one thing 
that I did do is I found a nice little treat um, that we could eat. And a while ago, I remember Austin Aries was on a Talk is Jericho episode, a podcast with Jericho. And you know how he's all obsessed with bananas. And uh, I did not I did not know that. I had no idea, actually. Okay, well, he's obsessed <laughs> with bananas. I think he eats, okay. he's a vegan, and he... Um, he eats bananas like nonstop. He used to use them like in impact promos, I think. And, uh, and yeah, he's like a big advocate of bananas. And he used to talk about on that episode, he talked about how they were so like versatile and how they, he's like, it's really easy to make like good banana ice cream. And I'm like, banana ice cream, what the hell? And so we like have been jonesing just for you know sometimes when you're doing these diets you're or you're trying to change your way of eating because we don't really want it to be a diet we just want to eat this way like permanently and uh you're looking for something to you know fill the void and we always have a ton of bananas now because jack loves bananas you know that's what he eats for breakfast if we're like trying to get him to eat anything he'll eat a banana always so I'm like, oh, maybe I can make that banana ice cream. So I looked up how you make it. And uh, you, like the one I found, like you legit just make it with bananas. Like that's it. So you. Really? Yeah. So you just freeze like really ripe bananas without the peels. So I froze three unpeeled bananas, waited until they were frozen. So I froze them overnight. Then I made it like after dinner one night and I cut them into like two inch, you know, two inch little bites and put them into a, uh, a food processor and you, you leave them in there like five minutes, let it defrost a little bit. And then all you do is like, it's basically like a process of you pulse it for 20 seconds and then you let it run, pulse, let it run. So you do that and it's supposed to go you know, you do that for a minute and then you let it run for like 30 straight seconds. But I did that for like 40 seconds and dude, like it turned into soft serve ice cream. Like it was legit soft serve ice cream within like 45 seconds. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. How did Jack like it? Oh my God. He loved it. Of course. <laughs> he loved it. And this is genius. And we've, I haven't it was last night and uh you know i'm just still so shocked at frozen bananas turned into ice cream like i didn't there was no other ingredient tony it was well, just I, I bananas mean, that's that's the bizarre part i mean i've obviously heard of i i don't like bananas so it's hard for me to uh but if i like bananas this would be genius sure. um but i've heard of banana splits obviously yeah but that's like just a banana in there like yeah, that's not, what I'm saying. So the fact that you can make ice cream without mi- I thought you I thought you were going to come with like you mixed it with milk or something. No, or something. you don't add cream you don't or add any liquid. You just put in the frozen banana and you blend it, you know, back and forth between pulsing and blending and it turns into ice cream. It I was- mean, I think this is like, you know, I think for those people that don't want to feed their kids um bad stuff at, at yeah. young ages uh i mean if you're if your son already liked bananas and now you're t- 
taking those bananas and turning in turning it into ice cream. Yeah, I mean, th- you're you've given him a, an amazing gift at the age of one. It's I genius. know. I feel I feel like a genius. And we had some walnuts in the cupboard, so I threw you know a few walnuts in mine. It was one of the best treats I'd had in a long time. Sure, and even like <laughs> down the line when you do want a cheat meal. I mean, this is a healthy cheat meal. Like even if you just added like some of that and some whipped cream or something. Yeah. And you're not, it's not even that bad. Dude, I know. And I'm just sitting there eating it and I'm like, this is ice cream. I feel like I should feel banana. guilty, but I'm just, just eating, eating a, a banana. Frozen, a frozen banana. <laughs> it's just a banana. There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh the, our, I guess... I don't even know how to put it. Like, just a, a lot of people would think that's boring, but for us, you know, a, a couple with a, a child um, that's trying to find different, really, ways for him to eat, and also a, a nice treat for us. It was, it was, uh, it was an amazing gift. No, I always love when you find healthy uh, stuff like that. Like, I remember when I discovered how to make those um, breakfast, like muffins. muffins. Yeah. yeah. Or you just take eggs or egg whites, pour them into a muffin tin and add whatever, bacon, or you know, and then yep. it just you bake them and it turns into a muffin and you can just eat it on the go. Uh, changed my life. Stuff yeah. like that. The stuff like that can change your life, man. Yeah, that's what I've been doing for breakfast lately. Just, you know, making egg muffins because they're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little breakfast, little uh, ice cream you know ice cream banana for dessert with your breakfast and it's perfectly healthy oh man don't don't get me started on the the ice cream for breakfast I'll, I well, you've, got, you've got me motivated because i was on <laughs> vacation from work last week and i did not eat well and with april 1st coming on monday i'm like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna get back into it and work out eat you know april 1st so there you go uh, appreciate the little extra motivation you got it, man. But let's get into uh, WrestleMania 35 here. Um, we are, like I said, eight days away at the time of this recording. It is March 30th, and this is always, as a you know, pro wrestling fans, it's always such a great time of year because uh, even before NXT got huge, it's just WrestleMania is always such a big deal. And now you add NXT and the TakeOver during the same weekend, it's just like the overload of awesomeness for professional wrestling fans. Yeah, I forgot that NXT, you said Friday, I forgot about that. Have they been going back and forth on this? I feel like the Hall of Fame was Friday last year and NXT was Saturday. So the only reason they changed it this year is because of that Ring of Honor New Japan Super Show that is on Saturday that sold out MSG. So oh. the Hall of Fame is on Saturday now. Um, that's why they moved TakeOver from Saturday to Friday. Um, so now more fans can come to TakeOver. If they want to go to the New Japan show on Saturday, they can go Saturday and then WrestleMania Sunday. Um, because realistically, like the Hall of Fame's cool, but people are probably going to pick you know, TakeOver or a New Japan Ring of Honor super show over sitting through a Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, I feel like they've stacked the Hall of Fame this year with star power, kind of, don't you? Yeah, uh, I mean, they have a lot of a lot of people. Um, they got no. a lot of big names. Like, they're doing... Like, they don't have to do these repeats, but you've got Shawn Michaels in there again. Triple H is there, who hasn't been inducted yet. So he's sure. actually going in before he's going in, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's uh, true. Bret Hart again. 
Um, they got, you know, headliners. Uh, I was pretty surprised. Normally you have a, a headliner, maybe two, and then some, uh, you know, you know, they got Booker T again. Like it's pretty, they stacked it. A lot of, yeah, a lot of tag teams. I forgot about Harlem Heat. And, um, it's interesting because obviously the Hart Foundation means a lot more to you than to me. Like I don't, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't excite me at all, but obviously with, the anvil passing away and Bret Hart being Bret Hart. I mean, that's a still a big deal and a, a kind of a, a sentimental year to do it. Um, so that's the weird part to me is that, yeah, you can always induct them, but I, something tells me they're doing it just cause they want Bret there. I mean, but I guess, you know, he did pass away this year, but I don't know. It's always weird when, when they choose to induct and when they don't. Yeah, and because it's so interesting for people that you're like, well, they're surely going to go in. Why aren't they in yet? Like Christian. Like, why the hell is Christian not in the Hall of Fame yet? Right. And the, But the Hart Foundation surprised me. Like, though, I don't think of tag teams like that. Like, I thought, okay, Bret yeah. Hart's in. I never was like, well, when's the Hart Foundation getting in? I never – that never even crossed my no, mind until I, I saw same that. Same with Harlem Heat. Like what? Yeah. I Harlem Heat was never in WWF. Yeah, no. Well, they've, like, yeah, they've. There's a lot of guys that they've inducted that were never in WWF. But the fact that Booker T was, and Stevie Ray never was, is weird. It yeah. just seems weird. It it is. It's a little. It's a little weird. And then, um, who else are we missing here? I think. Well, Honky Tonks going in. That's right. And and then they. You know, there's still reports out there that Beefcake is supposed to be going in, too. They would have to announce that Monday. It's funny. I just listened to a uh, one of Eric Bischoff's pod, uh, podcasts. Yeah. And he just ripped on Beefcake. He, I mean, he <laughs> hates Brutus Beefcake. It's so funny that Bischoff holds on to grudges after, like, all these years. I don't know. He might be doing it for the podcast because it makes for a great podcast. Yeah. Um, and he does not hold back, uh, which makes for a really entertaining show. And I don't know if he holds on to grudges or if he's just putting himself back 20 years ago and what he felt 20 years ago and then just letting it loose now. That's kind of what it feels like. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, he want they want listeners. So, you know, it, it's better to have that controversy than say oh i hated him then but we're okay now and conrad <laughs> just loves it oh of course he's the <laughs> ultimate the ultimate uh he stirs the pot better than anyone oh my god it's they argue worse way worse than bruce and him do <laughs> um and it's it's just fantastic that's funny yeah so what i want to you know get into at least with wrestlemania is I it's really weird because when I look at the card as it is right now, you I think just as you know what it is at face value, it's kind of like holy shit, like this is these matchups on paper are insane. Like these, some of these matches you would have never thought, you know, say five years ago, 10 years ago, obviously these things these matches would ever happen in WWE let alone at a WrestleMania um but you know watching 
the programming lately, which I will say I feel like has been a lot better over the last few months. Um, but for a WrestleMania, I feel like there's only been two matches that have really gotten a proper like push. And that's, you know, obviously the women's title match for with Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte. And then Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, which largely is a story about Kofi, not Daniel Bryan. Right. Um, but the rest of it, I just feel like, man, Seth Rollins against Brock Lesnar, that's huge. But, like, I don't think they've done very much to make me care. Um, Samoa Joe against Rey Mysterio, what the fuck? But, like, what have they done? It's like, oh, that's just a match on the card. And I feel like that's how a lot of these matches are. It's just like, let's just throw matches on the card, which are, you know, incredible matchups. Um, because people are going to watch anyways, but the build has just been like, just, it's been weird, man. Like, I, I just don't feel hyped about it as I have in years past. Yeah, no, I agree. This is the first WrestleMania that I've, um, WrestleMania season where I haven't really been, um, listening or reading any kind of, you know, inside anything. I've just been watching the shows. Yeah. So... You know, I'm watching these shows just trying to, you know, guess what they're going to do in terms of the card just by what I see. Sure. And I could see a lot of this stuff coming. Um, there is another match that you forgot that I think they've done a pretty good job building. That's Shane and Miz. Yeah, yeah, they've I done think. a decent job with that. Whether okay. you're excited for the match or not, <laughs> but they, the build has been pretty good. Sure, you're so right. I, I've, I've been watching it just you know, I don't want to say blind, but blind to, you know, inside scoops um, and just been watching the show. So yeah, I kind of feel without knowing anything that a lot of these matches weren't really planned ahead of time. They just came kind of late. I think obviously right. they had the women's three way planned for months. Um, Seth and Brock, I think they had it planned for months. But what can you really do to build it? Because Brock's hardly there. And then, I mean, all you can really do is ha you're not going to have Seth, you know, maybe they'll do it this week, like get up, get one up on Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar's already beat him down once. I don't know what else you can do to build that match because it's hard to make Seth Rollins a believable opponent for Brock, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I, I get what you're saying, but I also think with where like the Dean Ambrose storyline went and also what happened with Roman, I think that affected how that match has come about. So I yeah. think like, yeah. you know, with Seth winning the rumble and going on to face Brock, I think like that seems like it's been the clear plan for, you know, the last four or five months, whatever. But obviously Roman being gone and then Dean doing whatever the hell he's done, like doing this awesome heel turn and then they didn't really have a payoff and then he just kind of you know goes back to being a baby face and then whatever will happen with him will happen um i think that has affected you know that how this match with brock has come for seth because he's been dealing with like this up and down back and forth you know i'm fighting dean now i'm friends with dean again you know, Roman's gone, but now we're the Shield again. Right. And, but I still have this huge WrestleMania main event uh, match against Brock Lesnar that, you know, there's no, at least for me as a fan, I don't see there any way he can beat him clean unless he gets help from the Shield. 
Yeah, and I don't think he's winning. I think when they announced that uh, the women's match is going on last, I think to me that was an indication that brought that Seth is not going to win. Yeah, because uh, I think if Seth won, they would have put that on last. I mean, I obviously could be completely wrong, but I, as part of my prediction at the beginning of the year, I predicted Seth to win the Rumble, but then lose to Brock, which you know I'll stick with that. Sure. Um, but then another one, the Triple H Batista match. I think that one was planned, but with Triple H's injury. They probably didn't know if if they were gonna be able to do it, and then yeah. once once they decided, okay, yeah, Triple H can wrestle. You know, they've only had you know three or four Raws to build it, and it's obvious they want to keep those guys apart until Mania. Yeah. So they're just they just been doing interviews, but yeah, I think a lot of these matches came together late, and that's why the build is just not there. Um, so I think we'll all watch it because it's WrestleMania. And, of course. But I think you're right in terms of the build-up to these matches. They haven't been – it's been one extreme or the other. I think the women's build-up has been great. I think the Kofi story has been great. I think they changed that last minute too. I wonder who Daniel Bryan was originally scheduled to wrestle because there's no way it was Kofi, right? No, it, there's no way it was Kofi The because Kofi was only added to that whatever – five-way or six five-way match when Mustafa Ali got hurt so yeah, Mustafa Ali happened this is was, crazy yeah he was supposed to be in that spot at least probably for fast lane um and then I think you probably would have seen Kevin Owens against Daniel Bryan at Wrestlemania that yeah but that with makes- with Ali getting hurt and then Kofi getting thrown in and then all of a sudden you know, whatever happened with Kofi happened, then I think KO probably his return got pushed up. And then you saw him at Fastlane instead because Kofi almost became like forced to be the guy at WrestleMania. Which is funny what happens when you decide to go with the audience and how it can become a thing, you know? Yeah, which don't get me wrong. Like I, I like Kofi Kingston. I've always liked Kofi Kingston, like since he's, been in wwe but but why him is the one you why (laughs) why i mean it's almost like oh kofi needs to be wwe champion before he's gone like i don't i don't think so (laughs) i mean i think think he's gonna win too at this point he has to win yeah if he doesn't win at mania he has to win at extreme rules which i think is next um you know and that's what they usually do like a lot of storylines get carried over from Mania to the next pay-per-view. Um, or maybe it won't because of the superstar shakeup. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I think like at this point, if Kofi doesn't win, like what the hell was the point of this entire thing? Yeah, no, I would, I would imagine that he, they, they uh, flip that for him to, I don't think he was the original WrestleMania opponent. So I think they went with it. I, I, I would predict that he wins at Mania. I think yeah. it would be, dumb if he doesn't because um, i mean like they i don't even i lost my train of thought but I, I feel like they've done this whole you know build and this whole storyline around kofi isn't capable of winning kind of exactly what they did with daniel bryan so if if he doesn't win then i i just don't it literally won't make any sense to me why they even did the storyline right yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Which sucks um, because, you know, that match is probably going to get buried like 13th out of 16. 
And uh, I, I just, I'm, I do feel concerned that it's not going to get like the shine it deserves. But we'll, we'll see. I'll try to reserve judgment. Yeah. Um, another one, another match too, where I feel like it was like, well, we have this guy and this guy. They're both top guys, and neither of them had opponents, so let's just have them wrestle each other um, with AJ and Randy Orton, of right? Of course. Yeah. yeah, I knew exactly where you're going. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, again, on paper, you're like, man, this match is going to kick ass. Um, but then again, it's also like, why? Yeah, I don't know if the how much... depends on where they place it, but I don't know how much the crowd is going to get into it because there's no reason to get behind one of these guys. They both, I mean, I know Orton's a heel, but they both get, they're both over, um, with the crowd. I think, yeah. I, I just don't know. It's going to have to be a really good match to get that big ass crowd into it. And if it's in a bad spot, um, like the AJ, uh, Daniel Bryan match at the Royal Rumble was placed in a horrible spot. Right. I can see it being one of those kind of matches where it's good. And the wrestling's good, and the match is probably going to be good, but the crowd could be completely dead. So that's what I worry for on that one. I mean, we're already at, I think, 14 matches. Yeah. And, they, and there could be more. Yeah, they because they haven't announced anything for the tag team titles, um, which th- I would imagine they, they need to do something for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. You would think. Um but again, with Orton and and, uh, and AJ Styles, I feel like that's a tricky one because I feel like you could could put it first because they're gonna kick ass and they would have a great match to get people you know pumped and ready for the show. But if it's first, there's like no reason for people to care. You know, like why? There's no title on the line. There's no like. It's not like Miz and and Shane where there's, you know, real like vengeance to get. Right. It's just been Orton insulting AJ and RKOing him for a couple weeks. (laughs) And so it it wouldn't be a bad match to put first because the crowd is hot just because they're it's hot. Yeah. However, the crowd, let's not forget, even in the first match, they're going to already have been there for two hours and including what? Four pre-show matches, maybe? Sure. Yeah, so and, but not everyone, you know, because we didn't show up to the Royal Rumble right away. True, true. So it could, you're going to get, I mean, what is that, holds like 70,000 people, so maybe 30,000 had been there already. Who knows? That's just a guess. But, I mean, just speculating first match, they could do that. They could do Joe against Ray. Um I mean, something like that, you know, to really get people pumped up. Um, yeah, isn't Shane could go first? Yeah, that one's weird for me because I feel it, they added the stipulation, I think, because obviously, you know, Miz is mad how he treated his family or his dad and how he, you know, backstabbed him. But I also think they added the stipulation because Shane against Miz in a straight wrestling match like that would be boring as hell. Oh, of course. No, there's <laughs> going to be tables and, and all that shit. I'm sure Miz's dad will get involved. Yeah, which is weird because his dad is so such like a little troll-looking guy. So I know. <laughs> I wonder I what mean, he's going to do. I don't know do. how much he'll get involved, but I can see him slapping Shane or kicking him in the nuts or something easy like that. Yeah. But, yeah. I can see them putting it on first. I don't know if that's the route I would go. You could even do Daniel Bryan and Kofi first. 
Yeah, that actually might be the best idea. You know what I mean? Because last couple, like, well, I guess five, six years ago now, they put um, Sheamus and Daniel Bryan on first. That was a title match. I think Yeah. I think Edge might have opened the show once as a, a title match. I would actually love to see Daniel Bryan and Kofi go first. Yeah. that I mean, now that I think about it a little bit more, that would probably be my pick to go yeah, first. Yeah, because then if Kofi's going to win, that would give him, like, the best mania pop. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. That would be sweet. So it probably won't happen. So, yeah, I was just going to say that. So we know that's not going to be the one. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, uh, uh, I mean, yeah. it just, I think Kofi will win that. I think Brock will retain. Um, I mean, I don't think you can, you can have Becky not win that women's match. I, I would imagine Becky. But it's a matter of who she pins. I, I would have to imagine it's Charlotte at this point. Yeah, it's tough. It's I mean, maybe that's why they put the belt on Charlotte so Ronda doesn't take a pin. I I would be shocked at this point if they pinned Ronda or even have her submitted. I mean, shocked. But what is Ronda like? What's her plans afterwards? You know, because I know that's up in the air of what she's going to do. Is she going to take some time off? Um, probably but i still don't think you you i mean if she's gonna be back i don't think you pin her uh i don't think you need to if charlotte's in if it was a one-on-one match then yes but if you don't need to pin her then don't pin her just for a one because becky's gonna get the pop regardless of who she pins yeah but the thing too is what are like they've so they've successfully turned ronda heel so she's a heel absolutely and if they let Becky beat Ronda, which I think would get the bigger reaction, then, you know, you do have that. You still can have that, you know, women's four horsemen storyline because... Yeah, yeah. Because then Charlotte would have a title. Becky would have a title. Sasha and Bailey would have their tag titles. And they're the babies, you know, kind of Charlotte's whatever. Um, but then you got Rhonda and her heel faction who could get involved because it's an ODQ. It's a triple threat match. Um, oh, you mean at the, at this year's? I mean, it's possible. I don't see yeah. it actually happening. But with Rhonda being a heel now, that could also be a way for Rhonda to take her time off and then come back eventually to start that storyline. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. If Ronda was just, man, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, that would be, that would make more sense. I just don't see them pinning with pinning Ronda right now. I don't see it. I could be wrong. Uh, my prediction, if I had to predict, is Becky does win, but uh, I would say she probably submits Charlotte. Would be my prediction. Yeah. Ronda is outside on the somehow. You know, then Ronda comes back whenever she comes back. Then you have your Becky Lynch Ronda program built in because she never beat her. I mean, they could do that next year. I don't know how much time. I don't know how long she's going to be gone for. But there's another main event for next year if she's going to be gone that long. See, I would like that. I would like that if they did it that way and they just kept it for the Raw women's title. But there's, you know, I've read a couple things that said it's going to be for whoever gets pinned 
Luke, like, say Charlotte, Becky pins Charlotte, then Becky wins the SmackDown Women's title. If Charlotte pins Ronda, she's now SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion. So, the, like, both oh. titles are on the line. They're not going to unify them, but they're going to put both of them on the line. So, winner See, takes does, all. That changes things a little bit because if Ronda's leaving, you got to get the belt off her. Exactly. So, if they do that, that means Ronda has to get pinned. Yeah. So, sure. I would, I like your idea better if they just kept it just for the Raw Women's and then Charlotte takes the pin so Ronda hasn't technically lost. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time, but I didn't know. Uh, that was obviously before all this with the two belts and all that. I mean, I'd have to wait to see what they announce um, in terms of that. Because if Ronda's, if, you know, if she's leaving, then they got to get the belt off her. If she's leaving. I don't even know if she's leaving. So I guess yeah. we'll see. Yeah. It's uh, it's another one of those things. I mean, they c- could be like a Brock thing where you, you're just so convinced he's leaving, but then Vince is like, here's $3 million more million, just stay for another six months. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. And she's been, her character's been on fire as a heel. I like it so much better. Yeah, I just, I, I agree. I think it's better. I think, uh, you know, if the, if the crowd wants to boo her, then just let him boo her, you know, and let exactly. her be in ass and uh i just wish she'd slow down a bit in her promos because you know if she just like slows down and breathes then i think she'd get her all her words out um rather than i think she like stumbles and she's just trying to get him out so she doesn't fuck up no exactly um i think it would come across a little bit more real because it still comes across a little bit like she's trying to remember her lines but it's gotten a lot better um, but I think, yeah, it could still get a little bit better, but I mean, she's only been doing this for a, you know, Royal Rumble to Royal Rumble yeah. after. So like a year. So in that one, remember the first Rumble when she came out, she was pointing yeah. to the sign all stupid. <laughs> right. Like she's improved a lot. In oh, the last for sure. Year. And her no. matches are always good, dude. I mean, she just like tosses people around and how she does that without actually destroying them is insane. <laughs> Yeah, and I like the heel Ronda better for her matches too because you can have her beat um, like Sonya Deville or whoever the fuck in like two minutes and it's believable that that actually would probably happen. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, what uh, what else are we? What else are you looking forward to? What match do you think you're looking forward to the most? Um, probably that one. I think. I think it's the most intriguing match. Um. That's another thing, too, is none of these matches have really um, – I'm not like, man, I can't wait to see that match in terms of, like, match quality. Um, I don't really – I think I think Daniel Bryan and Kofi could be the match of the show in terms of bell to bell. I really sure. do, especially if they put it on first. The crowd's going to be hot. Daniel Bryan's a good wrestler. Kofi's a good wrestler. They're gonna The crowd's going to be behind Kofi. If he wins, he'll get the big pop. Um, so I don't know, man, maybe that's the match I'm looking forward to the most just to see what they do. And I think the crowd reaction is going to be hot and I think they're going to be, have a really good match. So thinking about it a little bit after you ask me that, I'll, I'll say that one. Yeah, I'd probably say either title, Matt, men's title match. Um, the women's title match, I, I am looking forward to it. Um, it's, I don't know. I feel a little weird about it cause I, I think, 
they've almost like overdone it for me. You know what I mean? To where I think they want to make you feel like it's the main event, but sometimes some of the the stuff they've done has been like almost too much. Well, I don't like what they're doing this Monday where they're going to be a team. Yeah. Like, I think that that's like, if you say that's too much, that's a perfect example. They don't need to do that. No, it's just like they're trying to get them to interact with each other. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be great. I think the match itself will be good. Um, and I think the two title matches, like I'm interested to see how the Brock Seth match pans out anytime Brock Lesnar wrestles I'm interested because it's it's always like I want to see him get beat but I also want to see him somehow pull it out which he normally does so that I'm always intrigued with Brock matches and then clearly Daniel Bryan has just been on fire lately um so I've I'm really excited to see that match too my concern with the Brock match is that it's going to be Seth starts hot, you know, like was like, oh shit, and then Brock beats him down for most of the match. Yeah, and then Seth comes back a little comeback, and then Brock just beats him. My concern is it's going to be that pattern, um, but also I won't. Um, if there anybody's going to have a kick-ass match against Brock, it's going to be Seth. So that can go one way or another. It's probably going to be a really good match. Yeah, I think I think it will be. Um, I am I'm interested to see if they just leave it alone or if they have like Dean and and Roman get involved. I don't think so. If I had to predict it, I think it's going to be a straight finish. I don't see how Dean doesn't get involved personally. Uh, unless he's well, I don't know. It gets involved and then just gets beat down. Or are you talking like gets involved? I hope he doesn't get involved in like cost set the match. That is the last fucking. No, 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 no. I don't think. I don't think that. Well, you don't need that with Brock. You don't need okay. anyone to cost. That's what I do not want to see. Now, if Seth is going to win, and they need a reason to keep Brock strong, and the Shield helps Seth win, I mean, I'm all for that. That makes perfect sense. So that yeah, that's what I think. You know, that's how, actually how I think is the only way that Seth wins is if the Shield interferes and. In, that's how Seth beats him. Um, now, my other thing is, if they don't think Seth is the guy to beat him, then I think Seth loses clean. I think Drew McIntyre beats Roman Reigns, and then I think Drew's the guy that beats Brock. Yeah, you can go that route. Because of how like just destructive they've made Drew lately, I think that would make the most sense. I mean, it would help him out tremendously, and it would turn him into a, a huge, uh, believable monster heel. Yeah, and you don't. I don't think it matters so much with Brock that it needs to be like a big baby face, you know. And, no, but just that, someone that can benefit by beating Brock. Yeah, but that could Absolutely. also be a way to start turning Drew if they ever wanted to. Oh sure, yeah. No, I, I, you, I could see that. I mean, uh, because you know Drew's huge, and I, I can see Vince wanting to go that route. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ways they can go with this, so it's very intriguing. 
I agree. Um, anything else on Mania itself, the card that you think we need to touch on? Not really. Um, I think the thing with Broad and the two Saturday Night Live guys is kind of stupid, but I do think that that guy, the white guy, is a pretty good heel. Colin Jost, yeah. He's yeah, funny. like when he put on the Yankee hat. I know. Like just little things like that. And then he's like, oh, well, I promise I will not put on a Mets hat. Then he puts on a Yankee. <laughs> like little, like that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, but, he's a pretty funny guy. Um, No, I think that's... Everything that comes to mind, which is probably means that's the most important stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be a ton of matches, um, but just oh, those are... they just announced another match. So I think we're at 14 now, because didn't they announce another Women's Battle Royal? Yeah, the Women's Battle Royal they announced. So that makes 14 matches? And all the women are, like, mad about it, and Naomi's like, you sure this isn't going to get canceled, too? <laughs> oh, because they canceled the women's title match? Because the, you know, they were supposed to have that multi women's match to determine the number one contender for Oscar, and instead that got canceled, and they had Charlotte beat Oscar for the title. That's right. Did they explain that? Did they explain? Did they explain that at all? No, or? no. All they did was they had Charlotte come out, and then they had Oscar come out, and then they had Greg Hamilton say for the SmackDown Women's Title, and the the announcers were like, "What? What? What?" <laughs> I mean, I saw that, but I don't know if I missed something. No, that's that's what they did. Okay, and they, you know, they said nothing else. Okay, they're just like, "How did how did Charlotte pull this one off?" Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, I guess we can quickly touch on on Takeover. I admittedly have have not been watching a ton of NXT programming, like weekly programming. I'm in the same boat. Why do you think that is? Just too much. I think, yeah, and just busy, you know. So I think, like, I've been reading what's been going on. Yeah, but me I've too. Been watching. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's not uh, before. Before, um, like the last few months, I'd watched it like basically every week. So maybe it's just a busy season for us. But um, I think the card itself is is stacked. Um, oh, absolutely! I think like the Riddle versus Dream match is going to be awesome. Um, I see Matt Riddle winning that personally, um, and obviously Gargano against Cole will be huge. Oh, I did watch um, the most recent episode of NXT. The opening segment was them two cutting promos against each other. I did see that. That was pretty good. Yeah. So I guess Gargano is just back to being a full-blown babyface. Of course he is. He, he went full-blown when when Ciampa tried to attack him Okay. after they lost. Um, yeah. So for me, obviously, you know I don't want Johnny to win. Um, I It's just so Obviously, the the Champa injury really screwed up the story for them, and it would have made much more sense where Champa tries to attack him, Johnny doesn't let him, and then they're like, "Give me one more chance" or whatever. And Johnny, is that what was gonna happen? Yeah, it was going to be Johnny against Champa again. So uh, for me, I would have been like, "Jesus Christ, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want Champa to get hurt." But I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah. I didn't need to see that. That was supposed to be it. That was supposed to be the payoff. Like we had this very brief DIY. Um, reunion. Champa tries to attack Johnny again. Johnny doesn't let him. Johnny's the babyface. 
he goes and wins finally to conquer Champa and become champion. Now, my I fear, guess that makes sense, but I don't know if I wanted to see that. Yeah, no. So obviously that couldn't happen because Champa got hurt. So Triple H announces, "Oh, we're gonna have this match, and whoever wins will face Johnny Gargano for the vacant title in a two out of three falls match at Takeover." So for me, I'm like, "Why is Johnny in that spot? He's lost." Every single NXT title match he's ever been in. He didn't successfully defend his North American title one time. But now he's awarded with another title match. So for me, that makes the a huge hole in the story. Because Johnny, at least when you're telling it that way, does there's no way he deserves to be in that spot. He, he hasn't done anything. He to deserve to be in that spot. He's lost every big opportunity he's ever had. So obviously that I don't like that, but he's in it. It's going to be a kick-ass match. I think Adam Cole is the perfect opponent for him. He should be there. And uh, and my fear though is that Johnny's going to win, which I think he will. That's a weird one. Like I think. Yeah, the storyline, it's probably time for Gargano to finally, you know, win the belt after time and time and time of trying. But I also think it's time for Adam Cole to have a run with it with the Undisputed Era. Yeah. So that can go either way, man. You can still have Adam Cole beat him uh, with the other guys interfering. And then Gargano, either way, you're going to have Gargano at the top still, either having the belt or chasing. So, but dude, like he's been chasing for four years, man. Like, yeah. And then he got called up, which was weird because DIY was like on the main well, roster for a couple weeks and they beat. That's why, that's why I'm surprised that the plan was going to be those two guys facing each other again. I thought it was looking like those two guys were coming up, like Ricochet um, and Black. I thought that's why Gargano lost his belt. I thought Ciampa would lose his belt, and then they would just be on the main roster. That's that's where I thought it was going before Ciampa got hurt. Yeah, I I don't um I don't know. I mean, obviously, you don't ever know what you read if it's true or if it's not true. But apparently, well, I did shit. That's what that's why I was just like guessing with what I was seeing on TV. Which yeah, is nice. It, it, it is nice, and apparently, there was uh, a possibility that. They those call ups happened without Triple H knowing a hundred percent. Vince like made the call to to bring those guys up and Triple H oh, didn't know. So it did so, so kind of I see. Yeah. If if that's true, um then that would make sense where Triple H maybe had like this direction he wanted to go and Vince is like, Hey, we're in need of like the best four or five NXT guys now and so you got the best four. And uh, and they just kind of went with it for what they had at the time, and it didn't really match up with NXT programming. Um, who knows if that's true or not? But that's you know one theory. Either way, I think obviously that'll be a great match because Adam Cole and Gargano are two great wrestlers. Um, ultimately, I just don't see how. Johnny can come out a loser again unless they're like, all right, it's really time for you just to be done with NXT and go to the main roster. Right, which you could do. Which I hope they do. Yeah. 
Um, and then you have the War Raiders against Ricochet and Aleister Black, which see, is... See, now, I'm interested to see what they do there because R- Ricochet and Aleister Black have been protected so much on yeah. the main roster. It'll be interesting to see how they book them here. I am interested because I don't see them winning, right? Um, but I don't see how they lose either. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Um, the f- women's four-way will be cool. Um, because Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane are both so great, dude. They're so they're so good. Shayna's a, a badass, and then you know you get Bianca in there. I'm not a huge Bianca fan, but I think she will be more protected in a four way um, than when she was one on one with Shayna. So I think it's easy to like have Shayna lose the belt, but I also think it's easy for her to retain too. Because she doesn't have to get pinned, right? So this could be this could be a time where she loses the belt without getting pinned. Yeah, and then uh, Walter against Pete Dunne. Holy shit! Like that match is gonna kick ass. But I do think it's finally time for Pete Dunne to lose. He's almost had that belt for two years. Two oh, years. He, oh yeah, I I would predict that he's losing. Yeah, there. I. It's so funny because you know. Obviously, they're building up UK brand pretty big now, and they had that title, but they it was just Tyler Bate and then Pete Dunne, and then it's almost like, well, who else is going to beat them? Like, nobody. So they've gone this whole time with Pete Dunne because he's so good, and they're like, well, we got to find someone to actually challenge Pete Dunne, and now they have him, and I think he's definitely going to win. Yeah, I would be surprised, really surprised if he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I think that match could be, in my opinion, it could be the best one on that card, which is hard to even fathom that because of the quality matches that they have. But I, I'm, a, I'm personally probably most excited for that one. It's gonna be a good, a good show. Just running down that card even has me excited, and I do like that it's on Friday because right, you have a break in between NXT and WrestleMania, so that's. Awesome. Yeah, because that Saturday, you know, and then right into Sunday, basically, you didn't even get 12 hours because, no, you got 12 hours. You didn't get 24 hours. You you would, what, take over to end maybe around 8, and then Mania starts at like 2. For for (laughs) us, yeah, so you would get um, 16 hours break before. Yeah, that's, that's insane, so... Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, I think TakeOver, for the potential of, like, quality matches, I'm more excited for that, but Mania, I think just the spectacle, you know, the all-day thing, um, you know, just what they're gonna do with, with some of these matches, and, and I always like to see the setup, you know, what they'll do with the ring, what they're gonna do with, you know, with the stage, um, you know, and just seeing that stadium packed full, it's always really cool to see and watch. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. I'm really looking forward to, uh, take over. I'll probably even watch the hall of fame this year just because of the names that are on the show. Um, normally I don't watch the hall of fame ever and I'll go back and watch bits and pieces. I think the last one I watched in its entirety was back when warrior got inducted. So probably four or five years ago. Yeah. But if there's nothing else going on, I actually might watch the hall of fame this year. So we'll see. 
Yeah, I I usually will go back and watch bits and pieces of it, um, and then I'll like fast forward through the speeches I don't care about, uh, which is nice. Like with the network, it's so nice to be able to do that and not have to watch like live and just do it on your own time because really that's a big weekend. Like it's a lot of wrestling, so you're uh, gonna want to do it. It's nice to be able to do it at your own pace. Yep. So 14 matches, maybe one or two more to be announced still. So we could have anywhere from 14 to 16 matches on this card. Insane. That is really insane. I mean, it's going to be, God, it could be like seven, eight hours. Oh, sure. Because I'm thinking if there's 16 matches, there's probably going to be four pre-show matches, which still leaves you with 12 main card matches. Right. I mean, the main show will be five plus hours. Yeah. So two hour pre-show, five hour show. Yeah. I mean, you are looking at a seven hour day. It's just, there's no way around it. It's insane. Yes, sir. I think if it keeps growing, like it's inevitable that they'll have to do it in two days. We, uh, they've been talking about that, but I guess they've been adamant that it wouldn't work. Um, I think it would work. I think you have enough star power to have two main events, um, eight to nine matches per day. For I, I think, sure. You know, you you're basically do. doing it now with, with TakeOver on one day and then Mania on another. Um, so I don't see why you couldn't do WrestleMania in two days. You easily could. But you could. I don't and know you could even do, up. like, you could do TakeOver and then, like, day one and day two. And day two could be, like, in the big arena packed with, like, the best matches. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know how it works on the logistical end and how much it would cost them to have another day of production and like all yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm sure all that factors into it, too. Um, so without knowing all that, it's very easy to say, oh, you could do it. But maybe there's reasons why they don't. Who knows? But they're doing like they're doing the World's Collide tournament. They're doing multiple UK tapings. All these things they are doing in like smaller venues. Yeah, And it's all being taped. It's going to be on the network. So, I mean, they're doing so much. And then Raw and SmackDown. It's nuts. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Well, you got anything else to add? No, not really. A week away from, a week and one day away from Mania. Less than a week away from TakeOver. So, I'm going to assume the next time we're we're recording something is going to be after all this. So, we'll see what happens. For sure. We'll, uh, we won't be, I mean, thank you for obviously being uh, patient with us as we've had a little bit of a break, but we appreciate you tuning back in. Um, and we won't be recording on WrestleMania weekend because we will be enjoying viewing yeah. TakeOver and, and WrestleMania. And we'll be back nobody, after that. Nobody would listen to us anyway because they're going to be doing the same thing. Exactly. So appreciate you coming back, checking us out, tuning in again. And as always, until the next time, remember to hold the applause.